RadioInfluence.com Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. It's episode three of the MJ Morning Show podcast. I got a stack of email here, folks. They're complaining. They're complaining that the wait too long for new episodes. Folks are begging. They want us to do this like weekly or daily. Hey, listen, who the hell knows what's in the cards? It's MJ Todd Schnitt along with Froggy and Fester. And yes, we're back for episode three. Oh, I'm glad that's what they were complaining about. I thought they'd be <laughs> complaining about the time I made fun of the midget for being bound in a wheelchair. <laughs> A couple people told me that was pretty brutal. Well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> what, when you said there, people were complaining about the weight. I seriously, I thought that people were complaining that the chair, because Fester makes so many fat chair sounds in here. He I, did you? You messed up one of their other chairs. Yeah, and he moves around so much yeah. that it's like you have to hear that. The weight capacity on these studio chairs that we're in, MJ, is like. <laughs> 180 pounds. Fester, you have no couth. You just blurt things out. You're still offensive. You're still the same old Fester. And I'm sure you're going to offend multiple people on today's podcast. You're welcome in advance, everybody. Screw you. Good All to right. see you guys again. Good to see you, MJ. Yeah, it's great. Hey, listen, we might go weekly on these things. I mean, the demand is so huge. The downloads are far in excess of anything that I ever expected, and we haven't even really started to advertise this yet. You know, I've done a little bit of social media. I'm promoting it on my Facebook and the old MJ Morning Show Facebook and my Twitter feed and on Instagram, and then the word of mouth has been remarkable here. I mean, the next step is to start advertising. Got a couple of the radio companies in town, some of the biggies, that have agreed to take our advertising. So I think we're going to spend some real moolah and promote that the MJ Morning Show is back in podcast form and run ads on actual radio stations where our podcast actually sounds better than the morning shows they have on the air. You mean <laughs> radio, <laughs> actual radio stations are going to take commercials from a podcast? Hey, listen, they'll take money from anything these days. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good job. No, I'm serious. I, I think we're going to buy some radio time promoting the MJ Morning Show podcast. Hey, some things never change. Guess who's angry at me, guys? Uh, Everyone. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, your boss? We don't have a program director anymore, Who so it can't be, be that person. Uh, oh, Michelle? Yes, Michelle's <laughs> okay. angry at me. I mean, some things never freaking change. She, she's ticked at me. So I wake up, and in the morning we're talking, and I'm like, what's the matter? And she's like, you fell asleep on me last night mid-conversation. What? I, listen, I can't, if I was tired, I can't help it if I fell asleep on you. I'd be glad you fell asleep mid-conversation and not, you know, mid-relation. You talk to your wife in bed? I ask her a question, and apparently I fell asleep within like three seconds of asking the question. So she's responding to me while I'm going, <laughs> I, I fell asleep. <laughs> and then this morning... She's giving me the cold shoulder. You know, I'm getting the business from her. I'm like, good morning. She's like, not talking to me. And it takes me like eight minutes to get it out of her. 
What are you angry at? You're obviously angry. You're not talking to oh, me. I what hate is that. wrong? Do, you know, you know, Frog, you know exactly. Does Kim do that to you? Are you kidding me? Constantly. But let me ask, are you, were you trying to get some action from her in the morning? Were you, no. We, we, well, just, you made we, it sound like you were warming up to her like, come on, baby. You're obviously she, angry. Was it, didn't he make it sound like let that? Let me make it up to you. We were waking up, and then she won't talk to me, and then she tells me, finally, after eight minutes, I'm able to get out of her what actually happened last night, and she's holding it against me that I fell asleep because I was, like, tired. This was Sunday night. We had just spent all weekend in the Baltimore and Northern Virginia area. Oh, I've got a great story about this. Hold on. So we went down to Northern Virginia and Baltimore because Chloe had two soccer games, two big club soccer games on Saturday and Sunday. Right. Then we we drive five hours to get home. Let me tell you what I don't do is talk to my wife yeah. in bed. Yeah. I mean, what is this? Is a rom-com? What are you guys doing? <laughs> hey, hey, guys, you want to do a little blast from the past? Sure. What do you say we get Michelle on the phone? Let's see if she's talking to me yet. I miss Michelle. I want to. I want to hear that feisty voice of hers. <laughs> Hello, Michelle. Yes. Are you talking to me now? Only if it's necessary. <laughs> Are you really that pissed at him, Michelle, for for falling asleep in the middle of the night while he asks you a question? Oh, I'm really that pissed. Yes, yes. All right. First of all. What the hell was the question? First of all, it's rude. First of all, it's rude. He asked a question, and I started answering the question. How boring was your answer? <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not it. You know? What, what was the question? That's what I want to know. What was the question? I don't even remember now. I'm so pissed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm it's sorry. Michelle, it was a long day. We had just driven back from Baltimore, and I was tired. And we were having a nice husband and wife conversation. I'm sorry if I fell asleep. Why don't you get over it? How long have hey, you guys been married? I don't even Michelle. know. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Do the math. We got married in the summer of 1994. We just had the summer of 2019. It's been 25 years. <laughs> I can feel the love. <laughs> She fell, fell asleep on us. Nothing changes. 25 years. That's amazing that you're still together. 25 freaking years that we've been married. Mm-hmm. Michelle, uh, they're amazed. Uh, Froggy Fester, you guys are both amazed that we're still together after 25 years, right? I'm more amazed that she's with you. I mean, I'm not surprised that you're together as much as I'm surprised that she's with you. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, and uh, Michelle, when I first met you, I, well, oh, here we go. One of the first times I met you was at the radio station in the studio. And one of the things I love about Michelle is she doesn't give a crap who's around when she wants to argue with MJ. She doesn't care who's around. She just, and you, you busted into the studio and you were in law school at the time. And this might be like the second time I've ever met you. And you just laid into him. You tore him up one side and down the other. Yeah, this would have been what, like 1999 or 2000 because Michelle. Uh, wrapped up law school, I think, in late 2000. She graduated from Stetson Law. I know which story this is. So Michelle came into the studio in the middle of morning drive one day. She stopped by, and we got into an argument over something. And then this spawned that cockamamie idea. Is that the story you're going to tell, Fester? So all the guys, I made us all take out a sheet of paper, and we all wrote down the dates that we thought this whole marriage was going to explode. Like, just be divorceville. (laughs) 
Like, out, I was like, this woman is brilliant. She is using him for tuition to law school. And as soon as she gets this oh law degree, God. she's out of here. She's going to be loaded. She's going right. to be fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, she was hey, making, wait, she was wait, making wait, no I, money back then. I, wait, 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 a, wait a second. Wait a second. You thought Michelle was just using me for law school tuition? Granted, this is the second time I've met her. I really didn't know her that well at the time. But she kicked your ass in this studio, verbally, of course. And I'm like, this isn't going to last at all. This isn't very good. Little known fact about the law school thing is that MJ actually submitted my application for me. <laughs> hey, that's, is that like, legal? I didn't even take it down there. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Last minute, he came in the house and he was like, when is that thing due? And I said, 4 o'clock today. And literally, I think it was maybe 3.15. And I don't know how he made it there in time to drop that thing off in person. Really? Yeah, I drove from really? South Tampa. I, I, I hightailed it from South Tampa all the way to Gulfport where Stetson is, and I went to the office, I turned in her application, and she got accepted to Stetson Law. Were you mocking my really there, Michelle? No. Okay, I said really, and then I heard you say <laughs> it back really high-pitched. It's not my uh, fault right. that I have a high-pitched so, voice. back to the story, Fester, yeah. on this bet that you guys, what was the deal? So, me, Froggy, a couple of other guys, I made everybody write down the day that we thought this whole wedding, this whole <laughs> marriage was going to explode, and we right. had to keep it in a secret place. So, at the... MJ Morning Show studio that we use at the time, we hid everybody's guesses in the drop ceiling tiles because we knew nobody would ever be going up there. Oh, wait a sec. Don't tell me it was like over my head in the FLZ yeah. studio. <laughs> Actually, it would have been over your head because <laughs> we, we, I, I, my fat ass climbed on the counts, console up there right. and had to push it up there. We put everybody's piece of paper up there. Like that foamy drop yeah, ceiling drop stuff? Yeah, drop ceiling. Those yeah. big square yeah, yeah, thingamajiggers. Yeah. <laughs> And up there, are they still there? I never took them out. Probably, I never took them out. Oh, it's probably still in the ninety-three-three FLZ ceiling in the studio. The but none of the <laughs> guesses were like beyond five years. Yeah, I, I think the latest guess was like two thousand and three. That was outrageous. What? We're gonna have two other wives by then. I would go back and look well, for them, but I don't have security Wait, clearance to the building. Wait, two thousand and three. By then, I had a kid, so you know. Right. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I, then uh, I really thought you were a pro at this whole thing. Like, oh, she had his kid. Oh, yeah. he's locked in. <laughs> this woman's a yeah. genius. Michelle, mm-hmm. <laughs> Michelle dropped Chloe on August twentieth of two thousand one. What are you laughing at? She dropped Chloe. Well, come on, you know what I mean. And then Julian is now fifteen years old. Julian was born on the fourth of July. Remember, two thousand four. He was just fifteen back. In July, and Chloe is 18 freaking years old, a senior in high school, uh, getting ready to go to college next year. She's a senior? Senior in high school, ma'am. Yes. Yes, Froggy, does she have like her own They click? grow up and they become seniors. So she have, is she like the cool chick? Is she like the, you know, the popular chick who like, you know, is mean to other mm-hmm. chicks? She's like a mean girl? I don't know. I think she's, no, she's kind of the in between. So she's nice. I, I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I got to see her. Do you guys have a short list of some nice community colleges <laughs> she'll be going to? <laughs> the ring yeah, your neck college if you don't graduate. Uh, she's going to Manatee Community College. Good for her. That, good that's, for her. that's where she's going. <laughs> hey, Michelle, am I the same? Have I changed it all over the years, or you think I'm pretty much the same? Mm, yes and no. You've changed a, in some areas, you've changed, but in other areas, you're still the same. All right, what have I stayed the same in? Your poof is still the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like your your attitude towards things have changed, right? Like you know, going out to eat is different, or you know, you've matured in some areas, right? Like you have kids now, so you see things a little differently when we're you know handling situations with them. Um, I don't know. Your hey, driving you know what, is still the worst. That's, you know what's that's the first changed? Shirt. When we were doing the show, you weren't enjoying a bottle or a glass of wine every now and then. I think that has a lot to do with you chilling out a little bit. I mean, when did you start doing that, Mister Wino? He's not a wino. He's like he's no. He's a connoisseur. Yeah, which well, is, I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur, but uh, but you know remember, all about it. Well, Larry, the liquor guy, turned me on to wine. A lot of people don't know this, but you want to hear a funny story? And Michelle, remember this? We were at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse on West Shore, and the general manager's name was Robin. And it was like a Friday or Saturday night, and she's like, hey, uh, MJ, I hate to bother you, but I got a regular customer here, and uh, he's just dying to meet you, loves the show, wife loves the show, the kids, the family loves the show. And it turned out it was the big wig from Southern Wine and Spirits, Larry. Yeah, good old Larry. Larry the liquor man. And Larry, we ended up meeting that night at Ruth's Chris, becoming very good friends, and Larry is the one that kind of introduced me to and schooled me on wine and he turned me into the wine snob monster that i've become today i'm proud of you man he's trying to get you to drink have you tried the new yellowtail chardonnay (laughs) walgreens has it for (laughs) (laughs) 3.99 that's good stuff twist top Hey, hey listen bottom line is you don't have to spend a lot of money on wine, there are really good $13 bottles of wine. I mean, for me, and ask Michelle, I mean, I like the, the challenge and the hunt for me is finding like a 13 or 12 to $30 bottle of wine that kicks ass with a great high score that's just phenomenal. It's so funny that a guy named Larry the Liquor Guy turned you on to wine when Willie the Weed Guy turned me on to pot. Jesus. <laughs> you know... <laughs> You know how long he's been waiting to get that joke out? <laughs> good good job, you, Fess. Fess, are you drunk now? No, you... I, I, obviously, I don't smoke pot. I'm far too fat for that. But... You're like totally entertaining yourself over here. I got to entertain somebody. We did go to dinner and have some pops before this. So. Hey, but you know, uh, speaking of wine, Michelle and I drink you know a couple of bottles a week, and we only do red wine. I don't even have any white wine in my collection of hundreds and hundreds of bottles. But guess what else I turned Michelle on to? Uh, because for me, it's it's wine and whiskey. So I like I like red you drink wine. Whiskey? Yeah, I love. Are you uh, wh- kidding me? I love whiskeys and bourbons and ryes and scotches, and I don't I don't mess around. I don't use uh, ice cubes. I drink neat. Neat. And I, you know what I like? I like the barrel strength stuff. I mean the what are you, you know, a the, cowboy? Jesus, sounds like the bum who lives at the racetrack <laughs> gas station near my house. Hey, but you know what's great here, and this is this is why the MJ and Michelle relationship is so strong. I got Michelle into whiskey, so we'll we'll kick back and enjoy some bourbon or whiskey. Once, twice a week or so. I can just sh- imagine the fights you two have all sauced up. <laughs> Whiskey fights. <laughs> Shut up. I'm tired of you. Hey. Hey, 25 years ago. Something I've been wanting to tell you. Michelle, you do love your whiskey, don't you? I do. In fact, I might go have a glass right now. Good for you. Anything before we cut you loose and say goodbye? Bye, Fester. Bye, Froggy. What do you want to say to me? Bye, Felicia. Oh, come on. All right, goodbye. See you later. Oh, that's, it was that little inside joke. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. That's from uh, Friday.
Come on. Really? B- by Fel- come on, Felicia. By Felicia. Is that where that's from? Yes. Uh, oh, you by guys are, Felicia. You guys are come on. than me. Look it up, please. You know, a lot of folks, they still talk about the old MJ and BJ and the MJ Morning Show billboards. Froggy, I know you have your favorite billboards. Fester, you have your favorite billboards. You know what's amazing to me? When I travel the country, none of the morning shows around the country anymore. They don't do these creative billboards that just have amazing copy that are just brilliant ideas. Where the hell did that go? Very few doing anything even remotely funny. Well, you retired, MJ, so all the brilliance is gone (laughs) in the billboard world. You mean a a smartass over there? (laughs) No, I mean, you look at the history, for instance. You go back to the MJ and BJ show and the MJ, BJ, OJ billboards, which just came about spontaneously in the office you know that goes back to what 1994 and that was really just one of the most brilliant campaigns ever and wow i mean i think about how that transpired you know the mj and bj show started on february what 7th of 1994 and, you know, shortly after that, that's when O.J. murdered Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson. And we were just sitting around in the office and O.J. had been arrested at that point, And that famous mugshot was taken, you know, the L.A. County mugshot of O.J. And we're just sitting around. We're talking about M.J., B.J., O.J. Yeah, we ought to. We ought to hire OJ to join our show as well. And that's that's how the whole thing happened. And then we're like, holy crap, the mugshot. What if we took the OJ real mugshot and then we recreated me, MJ, then BJ, and we put up these billboards because the show is relatively new. Folks really weren't really you know, keyed into who the hell we were yet. They didn't know what the hell we looked like. And then we had this concept of doing this two-part billboard. And if you remember... For like three weeks or four weeks, all that was up there were the pictures of me with the mugshot numbers underneath, BJ with the mugshot numbers underneath, and then OJ with the mugshot numbers underneath. And everyone knew OJ, but who the hell are these other two guys? And if you remember, this was the brilliance. All the other radio morning shows in town were talking about these these billboards, we had like 18 of them all over the market. Tampa, Clearwater, out in Brandon, uh, I-275, uh, you know, I-4, uh, US-19. We they had they were all over. They, they were all over. And it was just these two guys, who the hell are, you know, me and BJ, and then OJ and the TV stations, there they were news reports, and the area is trying to figure out what these billboards mean. Obviously, this is O.J. Simpson, but there are two other individuals. And again, the competition, the other morning shows on radio were talking about these billboards. Does anyone know what they are? And then after like three weeks or so of the billboards being up with no names, that's when we revealed the second part of the billboard that said MJ, BJ, OJ, and then underneath, mornings 6 to 10 on 93.3 FM. And guess what? 
From there, the morning show took off like a rocket, and the rest is radio morning show history as far as being one of the most successful ratings and revenue morning shows uh, in the entire country. And, and certainly, you know, we took the record in the state of Florida. That's fantastic. That's the first time I ever saw you or, or even heard of your name was those billboards before I started working at the radio station as an intern. That wasn't the best one, though. The best one was the, the one? Uh, Monaco whiskey. Was the, oh my god! I can't believe was... you, can't, you can't do that today, oh. could you? You probably well, couldn't get this... away with that today. Oh, that was another phenomenal billboard. That's the best, right there. Yeah, that was what 1998, and it was Bill Clinton and the whole Monica Lewinsky situation. And by then, everyone knew MJ and BJ. You know, our show was off and running. Listen, I credit the MJBJOJ billboards from 94. That put us on the map, and it was a rocket ship ride from there. That was the turning point uh, for the morning show, was the, the outdoor advertising and all the, the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in uh, free advertising that we got. But the MJBJ Monica Lewinsky board is... Perfect timing, the it, way these big news stories were yeah, happening, and your show it, was new. You're so lucky. No, you're right. It was absolutely, again, one of the most brilliant billboards ever. And it was a picture of me, MJ, and then right next to me, it said BJ. But instead of having BJ's picture, it had a picture of of Monica Lewinsky. And, and of course, MJ and, yes, BJ just uh, asked Bill Clinton the blue dress and, and all that. And again, that thing was just an absolute brilliant billboard, which I don't think anyone has the balls or maybe the billboard companies might not put that up today. <laughs> They're too funny. Oh, man. My, my, my favorite was the uh, ass clown. Class clown, oh, ass clown. Yeah, that was another. I forgot about that one. Oh yeah, when you were like a, you were fifteen or something with your no terrible it, afro and your glasses. It, it, I was seventeen. Seventeen. I was I was seventeen. It was my high school yearbook photo from Cox High School in Virginia Beach, and we took my yearbook photo, we put it up on this billboard, and we put you know class clown. And then we crossed out the CL in class clown. It became ass clown. That's a good one. Because remember that? Remember that was a big phrase. We use that all the all time. All the time, right? Yeah. And what what movie was that from? That was from Office Space. Is where it originated from. Ass clown. And that billboard was huge as well. And uh, what what else was uh, another? Oh, do you remember we? Do you remember the wisecracks? Wisecracks in the morning, and we had two like big ass cheeks up on two yeah. butt cracks. Yeah. Now, uh, the Britney Spears when she shaved her head? Oh, that was almost a lawsuit. Well, was yeah, it? Did you get in trouble for yeah. that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we had we were served with, like, legal papers and everything. Well, how and can that, you that put was... up Britney Spears on a How can you do that? You can't well, do that. We, we did. We did. Well, there's the problem. You know what? We legally got permission to use the photo. We paid for the photo. Fo- oh, it's it's all coming back to me. On the Britney Spears billboard... In fact, let me do a search here because I can try to bring up the, the letter uh, from uh, Britney Spears' lawyers. But that was another. So BJ was already gone. This was this was this is like 2000. Yeah, here it is. 2007. I just I just found this story. June of 2007. Britney goes ballistic over billboards. Singer may sue radio shows nut job advertisements. Nut jobs. Nut jobs. This was 2007, and you remember when Britney Spears, when she lost it, and she shaved her head, 
And do you remember she had an umbrella and she was like swinging it at a paparazzi? And meanwhile, they're taking pictures of her going nuts. Right. It's on video and it's on. Oh, anyway, yeah. we got permission. We bought the actual photo of Britney like clenching her teeth with her bald shaved head <laughs> with the bald- from, from, from one of her ballistic, from the ballistic incident. She was going nuts. So we actually found the photographer or whatever the agency was, who it was at, uh, who, I can't remember who, who's, uh, when, or it was one of the, the paparazzi agencies. We bought the photo for use. And I think we paid like two grand <laughs> to use, to use the photo. And then I recreated like crazy Britney face. And the billboard concept was Britney's actual meltdown photo was on one side of the billboard. Mine was on the other side of the billboard. I'm making like the crazy Britney kind of face. And then we had three different versions. We had total nut jobs, right, the MJ right. morning show. Then we had shock therapy. Oh, okay. I remember yeah. that. And then the other one was certifiable. And we put the billboards up. We had coverage in all of the you know, the radio and industry and music trade publications. And then Britney and Britney, Britney's lawyers and Britney Spears' managers, they went ballistic and then they threatened to sue. That, w- that was the whole Britney Spears controversy. Now, going back to the OJ, MJBJ, OJ yeah. billboard, did you get served by, like, Robert Shapiro or something? Did they send you a letter? Oh, you no, know, that's an... Yep, I actually have that framed. We got a letter. I, I have a signed letter, I think, from Robert Shapiro, uh, threatening the radio station uh, for marketing and you know making money off of OJ's image. That was another. We were threatened, and they they wanted us to take the billboards down. I actually have a picture of the billboard and the framed letter, the original letter from from Robert Shapiro threatening us to take down the OJ boards. Where did you try to sell the T-shirts? And we you did. Got, you got, that's the story I heard. You yeah. tried to sell the T-shirts, and they told you, you can't sell them. And you said, F you. I'm going to give them away. <laughs> we gave away all the T-shirts. Yeah, I think we gave away just, I mean, thousands of those MJBJOJ billboard T-shirts. And then, of course, the, the Britney Spears matter. We told the record company, Froggy, if you remember, because you were you were in the middle of this. Yeah. We, we told the record company, yep, all the billboards were down. <laughs> And then we didn't take them down. And then they <laughs> then they threatened to sue. I'm looking. I just brought this up online. The Smoking Gun website has the actual documents. Because oh, wow, that's interesting. We, well, we I leaked them because we were friends with the guys at the SmokingGun.com. <laughs> I leaked them the actual letter from June 14, 2007, from Lavely and Singer. That's right. That, oh, remember that, them? Yeah. That that's the. That's the uh, the legal firm to the stars out in Los Angeles, out in Hollywood. Didn't we have another issue with Catherine Zeta-Jones with them, too? Yeah, something. We, I mean, we always had Her something smoking, crazy. Smoking yeah. while she was pregnant. I love this. Dear Miss Schneider, she was the, the legal hawk at, at Clear Channel at San Antonio's corporate headquarters. Uh-oh. Uh, Dear Miss Schneider, I was advised today that the billboards are still up. This includes at least three... Such billboards, which are currently on display in Clearwater, Florida, yet in your letter of June 7, 2007, <laughs> Clear Channel represented that, quote, we have taken down the billboards in question. Just straight <laughs> so up lie. Now they're threatening to sue the company. Yeah. And, oh, boy, that's classic stuff. Uh, the, the billboard stories. What was the last uh, billboard you did? you remember? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't anything. It's probably just a logo uh, or something like that. <laughs> Man, I haven't seen any good radio station morning show concept billboards in years.
Wait, no, Fest, you, you need to talk about your uh, your newest scam. You got to tell them about no, that. No, 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 no. Dude, not. that's the best one ever. Th- this new scam I have cooking, MJ, is so good I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. It, it could be. <laughs> it, has, it has to do with fast food. It could be the best scam I've ever come up he with in my whole life. He told me at dinner, and I was blown away by the genius this man's spouting out to me. You got to get out of here. Uh, wait, so you guys went to dinner before we recorded the podcast here? We of went, course. We went out. We got a little bit All to right. eat. We had a couple of soda pops, if you know what All I mean. Right. Is we... this another example of Fester has not changed one bit? He's the same old, uh, you know, scamalama Fester? No, he's been, he's gotten smarter is what this is. Oh, means. Jesus. It's Do I want to hear this? It's brilliant, it's, MJ. It's amazing. It really I don't tell, I don't want to tell anybody about this, but I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't say that. I just said it's brilliant. He sold me on it. If you want me to tell you, I will. Okay, here it is. What is it? So in case you don't know, just by looking at me, you can tell, obviously, I'm a patron of fast food joints. Let me look at this body. Well, you buy a drink, and it comes in like a, a reusable cup, and I reuse it like a hundred times. I go every day. I have every fast food cup in my car and when i oh and when i get thirsty i just pull into any one of them and i all the fountain drinks are self-service now i walk in with their cup boop i fill up and i walk right out so you, you say have you every you have every fast food cup in your car everyone i have mcdonald's i have burger king i have a popeyes i have <laughs> i what well, i have you should build a little holder for a chick-fil-a <laughs> cup I, I, I hope i hope you don't have a pdq cup i have cup. a pdq cup oh, absolutely no, come i have a pdq on. cup they have the best fountain. I drinks. have an Arby's cup, and what happens is when you order the large, you can't order the small. You got to order the large, but usually you get a better quality cup, right? Like, like it's like one is hard plastic, or one is doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have them all. Okay. Why, why use it one time? I, I recycle it over and over and over again. But the key is walking into the place because you have to be drinking the cup. Like put it to your mouth, like as a like a straw in there, and I just walk right to the machine, get my soda, get my iced tea. And I'm out. No, I have a question, though. Yes. Some of these cups sometimes have, you know, promotional movies on them that <laughs> yes. might change month yes. to month. Yes. You know, Frozen. like Shrek 3 is out, you know, get your new soda. <laughs> right. right. If, if Shrek 1 is on a cup, they're, uh, are they going to... You have to be pretty crafty about it because I've caught myself in that pickle before. Yeah. Where, and you know who does that a lot? McDonald's. Those guys are good about oh, changing their cups out pretty frequently. So I really have to be on top of my uh, drink stealing game with McDonald's. But I'll tell you who doesn't Dude. give a crap is Burger King. You get you get their large cup. I, I wash it out at the soda fountain, and then I put more soda in it. Dude, you're Best, so how gross. How do you live with yourself? What what do you? He has I kids mean, now. This, he has this kids is now. what you've got. Two kids, and your life has devolved into. <laughs> Stealing soft drinks from fast food joints, and you have a whole collection of every. So what? You're driving down Dale Mabry, and oh look, Burger King. Oh, let me get my burger. I'm gonna stop in and get a drink. That's what you do. Yep, I just pull right in. And, you know, <laughs> hey, 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 maybe I get ten nuggets for a dollar forty nine. Maybe I don't. But who cares? I just walk. Up, and the key is when you walk in the door, you gotta a not look like not look for anybody. You have to look like you know what you're doing. And you have to hold the cup to your mouth so they think something's in it, like you just walked out and just walked in. Sometimes I've walked into fast food places and they were like, nobody in there. I'm the only one. Fester, you got to start thinking about your health, man. You're not. How old are you? Sometimes I drink diet soda. MJ, let me tell you, when we were at dinner, he ordered like a, a burger with a coleslaw. He ordered an entire side of mayonnaise, dumped it in the coleslaw, already mayonnaised. 
to to extra mayonnaise. I made it extra oh. creamy. He put <laughs> it was just it was mayonnaise with a little coleslaw. All right. Well, first of all, you Fester, need to stop, I dude. I can't tell you the last time that I had a soft drink. I don't drink soda. I drink, I drink plenty of sparkling water. I'll I'll squeeze some lemon in sparkling water because I do like fizzy carbonated stuff. But I mean, how many soft drinks are you drinking a day? I mix it up. I mix it up, man. Like right now, I got a little little Coke Zero diet in my uh, in my Yeti cup. I took it from the Burger King, but then you can't <laughs> you can't keep it in that cup because that's not really meant for all day. Then you got to put it in your Yeti cup, which I keep in my car. <laughs> dude, you're so gross. Oh, dude, you you are such a scamster. You, I think you've gotten worse since the end of the MJ Morning Show. I can't tell you how many times I've actually spilled drinks on me while I'm trying to transfer it from the restaurant right. cup to my Yeti cup. Right. It's Sp- the best scam, guys. Right, speak. Come on. Speaking of fast food. How many people have died in relation to this Popeye's chicken sandwich? A couple, man. Seriously. <laughs> what the are they? Hell? Are they that good? I haven't had one. Again, full disclosure, and a lot of folks know this already, that I'm associated with PDQ. I'm a small investor for many, many years, you know, since the, the advent of PDQ, people dedicated to quality, chicken tenders and great chicken sandwiches. So, again, full disclaimer that I am involved with PDQ. With that said, listen, I've always been a Popeye's fan. I've always liked, you know, Popeye's regular fried chicken. I like the spicy stuff. You know, the Popeye's chicken and biscuits. Uh, I have had the Popeye sandwich. Got to do a little research because, you know, I've, I've had plenty of chicken sandwiches, you know, fried chicken sandwiches, the grilled chicken sandwiches. Well, you're being, in the business. Yeah, being part <laughs> of the, the, the PDQ investment team. And, listen, I still stand by the fact that PDQ uh, the quality is unmatched. I mean, the fresh chicken all breaded right there in front of your face and just delivered hot and fresh, great bun. I mean, cold, crispy lettuce and tomato. I maintain that the PDQ chicken sandwich is the best chicken sandwich in America. With that said, though, the Popeye's sandwich is is pretty good. It's a good sandwich, but it's not worth people getting stabbed and dying over. I mean, and there's certainly... Uh, you know, kind of a jacked-up craze where, you know, they they made the sandwich disappear for a couple of months while they got their act together. And, in fact, uh, you know, I brought this up for a reason. I did try it again over this past weekend, and they still don't have their act together. It, it's a total mess. I'll get into that in a second. Well, hold on. I've had three of these chicken sandwiches. Jesus. I had one the original time they came out, and I've had right. two this last round. And while you're right, it's not worth a stabbing. It is worth a significant paper cut. Can you believe this guy? He's talking about a good. He, this man's in the middle of the chicken sandwich wars. You're yeah. talking about how good that chicken sandwich is. When you, I'm with MJ. I'm with you. PDQ. I take pictures of the sandwich. I send it yeah. to him. Listen, the the, huh? the PDQ sandwich. It's better. It's better. A, 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 any way you slice it, the the quality and the flavor, the taste of the PDQ chicken sandwich. Uh, and I would be. I'm telling you right now. Even if I weren't a small investor in the concept, I'd still be saying the same thing. But listen, I give Popeyes. You know, credit for the craze they created. It is a good chicken sandwich, but again, it's not worth, you know, all the the hoopla, the fuss. And, you know, certainly, hold on, I just pulled this thing up. Person was stabbed, killed. There was a a guy tried to cut the line in Maryland. Oh, that's where we just, I just had an incident. Hold on, I'll tell you in a second. It might have been the same Popeyes. No, you know, oh my God, hold on a minute. Did you step over tape marks where the body would have fallen? No, you're not going to believe this. Hold on a minute, hold hold on a sec. Let let me just finish my thought. I'm holding. So uh, I brought up this story. Yeah, the, the guy was fatally stabbed. He cut the line, got into a fight, 
and then the two guys brought it outside, and the guy gets stabbed, shanked in the parking lot, and he dies over a chicken sandwich. I'm sorry. That ain't worth it. That's now, number one. You sure that's not I, part of the marketing ploy? Is that, is that <laughs> <yeah>. real? <laughs> All right, here's people, what we're going to do. People are dying, yeah. <laughs> now, I also heard that Popeye employees were... Were like black marketing them out the back door, like they were selling them. That's what you would be doing. <laughs> I would well, be doing it. I, I, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what, this past weekend. We went to Baltimore and Northern Virginia. Chloe had two soccer games, and we're heading out of town. And we pass, uh, you know, the roadside sign, you know, the blue sign that has the logos, you know, Taco Bell and McDonald's and Burger King and there's Popeyes. And I needed to get some gas anyway. There was a Wawa. And, you know, so I pull off to get some gas, and then there's a Popeye's. You know what? I'm going to do a little market research. You know, being, me being, you know, a, a PDQ investor, I'm going to, you know, try the, the Popeye's chicken sandwich now that it's back again after the, the hiatus, just to, you know, kind of check it out. And I go into the restaurant, and this was in Edgewood, Maryland. I'll tell you right now, Edgewood, Maryland. And it was the end of a shopping center. So it wasn't a standalone store. It was the store was in the shopping center, and it was the end unit. I go in, order the sandwich, and the crew behind the counter is bickering. They're yelling at each other because everyone at the drive-thru is ordering the sandwich. The people inside, they don't have their act together. They're totally fatigued. And then this makes total sense. You're not going to believe what I just found. This is crazy. This is insane. This is like... You know, Powerball win the lottery. What'd you find? Uh, there was a fight at the store that we were just at because I just remembered the lady at the counter said, yeah, it's going to take a while. We're, we're really, really shorthanded. We don't have a full crew. And I just found this. Fight breaks out at Edgewood, Maryland Popeyes as people wait in line for the popular chicken sandwich. Sunday, November 3rd, a fight Sunday at the Edgewood Popeye's fast food restaurant went viral as a fight at another Popeye's over the chain sandwich became deadly. The Edgewood incident occurred at the Popeye's restaurant, Woodbridge Center Way. That's the exact one we stopped on off the interstate. The Hartford County Sheriff's Office calls for services show deputies responded to the Woodbridge Center Popeye's around 4.34 p.m. Sunday for two men fighting inside the restaurant. The investigation and follow-up interviews indicated the incident was between a customer and an employee. That's right. That's right. You're about a, you you were about a week short of an ass kicking at this place. Oh my god! Oh. So you eventually but got your sandwich. Twenty-seven minutes later, the got the sandwich. Uh, you know, they were slapping them together and uh, on the side. It it's just it's. I'm telling you, it's like still totally freaking disorganized and these Popeye's employees they're ready to pull their hair out they are stressed you can just see they are worn out in this place is it they're it, like they're like done with it what was that frog was it a sandwich is it a difficult sandwich to make what's on it because I haven't had it is it is it's it, a no it's just a fried chicken yeah. breast on two rolls with some sauce and a pickle that's it so what's what's the hold up then why don't they hold I, Make a whole bunch Listen, of them. They don't have their act together. Folks, PDQ. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> PDQ, awesome, fresh. Get the you know the spicy sriracha sauce on there and, and blammo. It's, it's total bliss in heaven. And no one's getting shot or stabbed or, or melting down. It just sounds too safe to me. I'd rather just uh, have a little element of risk. <laughs> I need a little adventure in my life. <laughs>
All right, some of the email. I, I mentioned earlier in the episode that we're just getting slammed with email. And listen, we've got a lot of ways we can go with the podcast. You know, it's fun reminiscing and talking about some of the old stuff and then mixing in some new stuff. And then do we kind of morph into just complete current events and just start doing the podcast as if it's just a regular morning show? I think that's probably where we're headed. I don't I don't know. This is all new to us. I mean, to me at least. I have no idea how to – what. I mean, what do we do? Are we going to do a normal show? Are we going to do, like, morons in the news? People have asked. In my email pile here, folks are saying, hey, bring back morons in the news. Number three, come on! You know, I've been waiting all week for number three to drop. That was from Darby in Denver, formerly from uh, Tampa back in the day. Here's another one. More, please, from Joseph K. I've been listening since the beginning of MJ and BJ. Have a long ride to work in the morning. And uh, back home, uh, nothing brings me back to the good old days like your podcast. You guys are the best. Keep it up, please. That's Joseph K. And I only printed out a handful. Here. I got I got hundreds of these things. So they want to make the chicken sandwich. We're already doing the same marketing as the chicken sandwich people. <laughs> they want to start stabbing each other. <laughs> stabbing each other for the next MJ Morning Show podcast. Uh, this is from Larry Roberts. Larry wrote... Just found and heard the new podcast. Yay! Would love you to make some new crotchety old man calls. Keep up the good work. Larry Roberts. Uh, oh, Froggy Eggnog Challenge. Oh. Longtime fan from St. Louis. I can't believe I found out about your podcast. Uh, found your reunion just days after you'd done your first one. I was searching for old Froggy Eggnog Challenge and found that the podcast had just launched. Amazing timing. It's great to hear your whole team again. You guys were a smash in St. Louis. And just in time for a new froggy eggnog challenge for Christmas time from Bill Nicholson in the St. Louis area. Thanks, Bill. Can I make an announcement as far as yeah, the, uh, the eggnog challenge? Yeah. I, I have been diagnosed with something that is directly due to the fact that I did those eggnog challenges. And that's oh, acid, it's acid reflux. I have what? acid reflux. You Hold have, on. No, not, not reflex. It's reflux. You, you it's have, reflux. Whatever it is. I have it. Meaning, it, it. I asked a doctor, and they said, have you thrown up? Have you over-exuded your throat? Not the sound. But have you thrown up a lot? And I go, yeah, I had to do the eggnog challenge for years. And he goes, that, that's probably it. So thank you, sir. Uh, you gave uh, me acid reflex. <laughs> How about no, no, that? it's not, it's not so, reflux. The paperwork's coming. It's, You'll be no, hearing from my lawyer. Acid reflux. And I'm not froggy. doing that again. Re- I, reflux. Have you done anything else to overextend your throat lately? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's blaming me for the for, no, for the acid reflux. That's not a my joke. Fault. That's not a yeah. joke. I really am. I'm on Prilosec. Uh, here's here's one more. Love the podcast. So good to hear you guys again. Want to hear more about what went down with Jabberjaw? Hey, why don't we get her on? Oh jeez, uh, no, I'm friends with think. her. When, yeah, when are we going to start you're, talking to people we hate? No, you're I friends <laughs> with you're you're friends with Jabberjaw after no, what mean, she like, did to us. No, no, I'm friends. I'm fr- we're friends on Facebook. As far no, as like I can uh, message her, I'm no friend. Let me yeah. reach out to her. Yeah, Stephanie in Spring Hill wants to know uh, what went down with Jabberjaw. We ought to tell the Jabberjaw story because she really turned around and she, I, listen. I feel she stabbed me in the freaking eyeball. Listen, Listen, she was you know, young. Jabber Joe. You gotta, you, life is too short to let these things go forever. Over so, the course whatever. of this podcast, MJ, we're going to have to talk about everything, including the uh, people we have beef with. Yeah, listen, I'll, I'm, look, I plan to talk about the lawsuit. There's a lot of backstory to the, the big lawsuit, obviously. 
uh, the Jabberjaw situation. I, I think Meredith might appear. Uh, Froggy, did did you hear that Meredith might be able to join us? Well, that was Fester was doing that. Fester, uh, yeah, got oh, oh, a hold of oh, Fester. What was what was the story there? I spoke to her. I spoke to her via text and told her right. you know, she knows about the podcast. Of course, she's listened to the first couple episodes, and I said we'd love to have you on. However. Amazingly, she's the only one from our crew that is gainfully employed in a morning show. And I said, like, hey, check with your employer just to make sure there's no problem. And the boss at her building said, oh, I don't care. So she's good to go. So she just said, let us know when she can come on and she'd love to join us. All right, maybe we'll have Meredith on on the next podcast. But her and for... Jabberjaw got in a big Twitter fight. I when think. was that? I, I recently. Oh, Jabberjaw, I, I don't want to have her on the show. I don't even know why we're giving her this much time on our podcast. Guys, life, yeah. life's too let's short. Ed, let's, edit, let's edit this all out. Oh. <laughs> Fine, edit it out. We'll be no, I'll, night. I'll, I'll leave it in. We have I'll, so many uh, bigger enemies than that, literally. Uh, anything else that you guys think we ought to do in the not-so-distant future on the next episode? Uh, I think we should have you kiss Fester's ass again. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I still have that picture on my you fridge. Yes. You have the picture? Yeah, I still have the picture. Oh, that's that's another story. Sweet, soft lips on Fester's No, we got to tell the story now. No. Do you really have the picture? Yeah, we don't have time to. Yeah, I have the picture. No, what do you mean we don't have time? This is a podcast. We'll, we'll like, talk about commercial? All right, tell it in 30 seconds. Go. 30 seconds. No fair. <laughs> okay, commercial. So, so, I'm going to start a clock here. All right. So we're part of the morning show. Oh, shut Would you stop the clock, please? Where did that come I've from? Got, I've got the old sound effects machine. I've got, you know, you know uh, team and all that. I, I got everything you get here. PTSD. <laughs> you, if you want to talk about something to do on episode four, let's play with all the sound effects. Listen, the. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing a movie, right? And uh, MJ said something. He was in the news for something, and and MJ issued me a challenge. He goes, he goes, yeah, well, you want to do something after the show, you big fat lazy jerk? Uh, try to get Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show. And we're joking back and forth, and he goes, and he goes, you can never do it. You get Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show. I'll kiss your ass. Oh, that's right. I said I would kiss your. Your ass, literally, <laughs> if you could get Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show. And, and how do you get him? The uh, I, I called through his media company, and they were telling me, listen, we can't reach him. He's in the jungle of Mexico filming a movie. And I, told, right. I told his publicist, <laughs> I go, listen, the morning show host promised to kiss my ass. <laughs> literally, not like get me coffee, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass, kiss my ass. <laughs> and he goes, all right, I'll get Arnold on the line. And we got Arnold on the air for like 12 seconds before the line <laughs> dropped. He, he, MJ goes, Arnold! And, Hello, MJ. I am Arnold. I'm in, and it was, it was him. He was in the jungle of Mexico. And he was his... shooting. A, he was on location. They were shooting a movie in Mexico. I remember it now. And I, I didn't welch on the bet. I oh. kissed your ass. And there were photos taken. And uh, you never let me live it down. And then I went on to print 5,000 yeah. copies of that photo. That's right. And I sold yeah. them for $5 each. <laughs> so I made like 20 grand. You remember your ass was flat? It looked like a moon landing. It was really flat. Oh, yeah. And his lips were... Oh. His lips were like oh, the lunar module landing on my ass moon. Moon ass. One of the worst things I can ever remember. All right, folks. It's been number three in the MJ Morning Show Reunion Podcast Series. And listen... The demand is huge for this. We'll keep them going. 
Any thoughts, any comments, any questions, material that you'd like included? There's so much stuff that we did over the years. I mean, frankly, we've forgotten about a lot of it. So if you want to refresh our memory or any comments, send email to mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's mj at mjmorningshow.com. Of course, uh, all the podcast releases and the announcement with all the platforms are always going to be at mjmorningshow.com. That's mjmorningshow.com. You can reach me on Twitter. My personal Twitter feed is at Todd Schnitt. That's at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T, at Todd Schnitt on Twitter. And on Insta, I am at Certified Todd Schnitt. That's at Certified Todd Schnitt on Instagram. And we'll see you very soon for MJ Morning Show podcast number four. The MJ Morning Show. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.